beloved people out there in the world. How are you? This is the week of the rising mama moon up towards our full moon and a blue moon, just meaning we've got two full moons this month in October. And I wanted to do this talk today. Here's some words to start us off. Ancestral healing. It is liberating to consider that when we heal an ancestral pattern, we're not only freeing future generations, but healing backwards through time, liberating all those souls who were left unresolved, unforgiven, and misunderstood. Powerful words from belonging, remembering ourselves home, Tokopa Turner, in the invitation as this time of year, this is Vata season in Ayurvedic language where there's wind and air and connection to source and spirit that is everywhere. And it's in our dreams and it's in our transitions. There are so many people right now um, in my life transitioning. Every day I hear of a new transition and I know it's the stage of life. And I also know that it's part of what happens right now as the veils are thin, as our connection to all the spirit worlds, all the realms is very strong right now. It is clean. It is strong. It is waking us up at night. It is giving us inconsistency in habit and practice and this longing and yearning for connection and depth and wisdom from the earth. So what are your grief practices? What are your death rituals? When we made death and birth medical and we pulled them out of the home and put them into the hospital, we lost the ability to see the birth and death cycle as a home practice, as an honoring ritual, as a ceremony that we all participate in. We're no longer cleaning our babies as they're born and handing them over or um, washing the feet of our beloved ancestors dead at, as they die, right? This is These practices of home-based birth and death have been removed and I feel such a sense of loss around that, such a sense of ungroundedness in modern life, this longing we have to understand spirit and source and guide beyond this life. There's this <clears throat> opening, like loose ends. Things aren't closed. Things aren't being tied up. And, and the grief process and the death process is so far removed from most of our life. So when it happens, we fall apart in many ways. We don't understand it in many ways. And one of the things that the cyclical nature of Ayurvedic seasons has brought all these gifts to my life, and one of them being a real sense of reality and truth around death, death in friendships, death in cycles of marriage, death in the physical realm, death in the versions of me that are alive in the world, you know, there are everything has this beginning, middle, and end. And that's part of a healthy, dynamic energy cycle. So right now there's so much suffering. And one of the 
um, practices that I've been recommending for lots of people in all these different worlds that I'm in is to create a grief ritual for yourself, a grief ceremony for yourself. What could that look like? So you can grab your journal and just take some breaths and align yourself at the deepest level to your sense of source and groundedness. You might want to sit down. You might want to go by a tree, (laughs) close to a tree, not by a tree, but close to a tree and just feel into what are you being called to do? Because each of these rituals um, and this, and the little sacred moments of ceremony that we can add into our grief, um, they're all right. There's no wrong way to do this. Honoring, naming, um, saying out loud the names of our ancestors or those we've lost, saying out loud the thing we are burying, literally writing it down on a piece of paper, burning it, burying it, all of these um, natural process, maybe even thinking, holding a stone and saying the name of someone you've lost or holding a stone and saying the name of something that you're ready to let go and let transition and then throwing it into a creek or some water. So I want you to be open to learning about death and grief rituals and the process that most aligns to you. There's no wrong There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just what's most deeply in your heart. And I'm really going to encourage you to learn about your ancestry. So right now, with um, the racial uprising that's happening in our world, there is a lot of shame about white culture, um, which is valid and in a lot of ways um, has not been addressed. And... We also have richness and depth in all of our lineages, in all of our ancestors. So pulling up your 23andMe, if you did that, and looking and naming, okay, so if I have relatives in Ireland, what were Irish death rituals? If I have relatives in, um, you know, wherever, honestly, Mexico, Austria, Australia, you know, what are the rituals around these Um, my homeland. So instead of thinking about it in terms of white and black and brown, more what was happening on the land of my ancestors, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, my great-great-grandparents, and maybe draw out some of these, you know, almost like a geneogram, which is in our workbook, but also just like any kinds of artistic representation of trees and connections finding your way to your people. What was the language that your people spoke and what did they do for death and grief and birth? It's important, I think, to learn the whole spectrum, not just one area. So you can start with the one that is most relevant to you right now. If you're feeling interested in learning more about what a grief ritual would look like for you, um, go reclaim your ancestors. It's fun and interesting and can be helpful to learn about others, but the power and the embodiment is in your own family, your own practice, your own ancestry. That's really where I want you to start digging and learning, especially right now during this October, November, December season. Um, As the days get shorter and the nights get longer, you have more time to work 
in art, in studying it at home, light a candle, calling in your spirits, your guides, your ancestors, just your own um, earth-based qualities, if you want to call in animals, whatever it is that speaks to you. Um, but learning about yourself at these levels, this is a very important part of our healing and mending um, work as a one humanity family a way to elevate humanity is to truly learn who we are at these deep ancestral levels, just like our quote that we started with on ancestral healing began with. So looking at our lineage and our heritage in our language in order to bring the richness and the depth of our experience forward, reclaiming this lost wisdom for our own death, death and grief cycles. Another aspect of this that you can layer on here is naming yourself into this space. So if you are going through um, maybe a book that you find or you're looking at videos or you're just connected to kind of learning a little bit more about your ancestry and how that's going to resonate at a deep level through the rest of your life, you might find a name or a phrase that you absolutely love. And so part of this reclaiming practice is also allowing yourself to name yourself. Um, and we can talk more about that. We will be. Um, but I want to just land that, like kind of plant a little seed about that and get your ears to kind of perk up. Like, well, what would I call myself? And if I could name myself, what would that be? Um, so look for little clues of that and, and you can use that name when you're doing this work. You can use that name when you're wanting to have a dialogue with different aspects of yourself that may not be present in the current identity. So in my Kohenet circle, I have a name that I'm playing with and I talk to her and I write it a lot and I'm naming myself into my own um, deepening of sacred practice. So see how that feels for you. Another element to bring in are the elements. So I want you to be really marinating and meditating and calling in our elements right now, wind, air, earth, fire, water, and just really seeing what developing an intimate relationship with the elements in honor of our ancestors, if this is where they live, right? If our ancestors are in the sky and in the clouds and in the earth, if we buried them, if we cremated them, like, and this is how we start to begin this deep mending healing work of racial justice and elevating humanity because we are surrounded by all of our ancestors, all of the qualities of their bones and their flesh. And this is beautiful. This is how we can start to heal ourselves and others by bringing awareness into the elements and just being with it, just feeling it, maybe in silence, maybe in a little song that you just hum or sing yourself, um, but just allowing yourself to not always have the mind and the outcome and the productivity be running the game. Like we don't need to learn um, you know, our exact 23andMe in order to sort of check off a box. It's more, I've been looking at my 23andMe again and kind of thinking about my Jewish roots, um, which is 50%, and then my 40% Irish and British, and I'm learning more about what are those rituals? What were what was that like? And that's a very powerful combination to have um, a Jewish lineage and an Irish lineage. Both are very oh powerful, earth connected, source 
language, dance, singing, community, women, strength, um, intuition, uh, the mystical aspect of life. Like that is what I'm made of. So that's very powerful for you to step in and own those parts of yourself. And you can do it through the elements, especially, you know, I don't have a lot of names on my Irish side. I don't have a lot of information about that, but I can just be quiet in nature and call them in and ask for their guidance and connect on that way. I don't have to know all of the specifics about their, um, their life here on earth. Um, I just want to close with inviting you into the different parts of this talk that may feel most alive. So if there was anything I said that kind of gave you a little spark or truth bombs or those little truth tingles or anything that just felt really resonant at a deep level, I hope that you can use this talk and this time just to exhale and relax in your physical body to connect with nature and the elements and linking this to the strands of who, where we come from, who we are and where we're going. This is how um, I truly believe we're going to envision and step into the world that we all long for, the caring and the humanity, the linking arms and the celebration of our experience here together. And that it's part of our responsibility to pay attention right now to our dreaming state, our waking state. Um, many of us have our home still from COVID and it would be very easy to fill the days with things that are not truly um, healing us at the level we're being invited to do. And that if we make it a priority, we can start to feel this really deep connection to the earth, which is in turn our ancestors, which is in turn our own presence, which is in turn healing and helping our children and our communities, which is in turn elevating humanity so that we can all be in our human family together, which is in turn seeing you and me and me and you and seeing goddess in you and goddess in me um, and source and spirit and light and everything that we're made of, the truth of who we are in this existence and that we learn how to really honor and mark time, the passing of time as we enter this death season of winter, that we're able to fully face towards what grief and sadness uh, look like in this um, realm that I'm studying in a bit more deeply in, in Judaism right now. We're talking about honor this month and what does honor look like for us and in our lives? How do we honor ourselves, our ancestors, our earth? How do we honor the cycles of life that are the truth of what it is? Meaning the archetype that we align with honor this month is the morning woman, right? And the, the fact that we have this archetype in which she is holding our grief and our pain, we want to face that. We want to embody that in our own life. How do we make time and space to do deep healing, grief, sadness work. And what does that look like? 
to close, I'll read the um, quote that I started with, ancestral healing. It is liberating to consider that when we heal an ancestral pattern, we are not only freeing future generations, but healing backwards through time, liberating all those souls who were left unresolved, unforgiven, and misunderstood. <laughs>